0: This is the Anatomy of a Scream Pod Squad Network. This is a wild game of survival.
1: And welcome back to White Ladies in Crisis. It's a podcast dedicated to women losing their marbles. I am Joe Lipsett and I'm joined as always by Gina Radcliffe. Hello. As well as Jen Adams. Hello. Ladies, we are talking about Fatal Attraction Season 1, Episode 6, The Dillingers. And, um, Gina, we're still introducing new characters. We're
0: still (laughs) introducing new characters! What are we doing?
1: Here's the thing, though. Hear me out. I didn't mind the parts of this episode that deal with new character clay who is played by michael cassidy as alex's former flame who like we can kind of see her test driving some of the psychosis on
0: yes i did enjoy his character and i also with this episode this was kind of a turning point for me where i was like okay i'm gonna stop really caring if i know who these characters are you know
1: Ooh, good you call. know like
0: i think if i had known how many characters would kind of be one and dones at the, the beginning? Yeah. yeah, exactly. I would have just been more, I would have not wasted so much of my mental energy trying to keep track of everything, you know?
1: hmm Yeah, when we played the name game, I actually just finished editing that episode. And I was <laughs> like, I, I literally stumped myself until I heard the answer.
0: Because <laughs> yeah. I couldn't remember. Right. And how many of those characters did we see in this episode, you know?
1: I think Earl, the police detective, maybe (laughs) that could be the only one.
0: (laughs) I mean, to be honest, I'm having a hard time even remembering the characters you asked us in the Mm -hmm. name game. Yeah, Yeah, I remember I remember Arthur,
2: but I do not remember Arthur's wife's name.
1: Oh, ooh, I only know that because I watched ahead, so I watched episode seven, and she literally is like, uh, Julia. And I was like,
2: Julia! Her name is Julia! <laughs> that wow, That is news to me, honestly. I,
0: I know. I don't know if I've ever heard her
1: name. <laughs> Notes are second husband slash business partner and cancer wife.
0: Right, exactly. I was going to say, uh, Gina, her name is Beth. <laughs> and then I remembered that he had a first wife, so... <laughs> and I was, as I was watching this, and it's not so much that I don't like anything, any of these characters, or that I, I just wish. We weren't jumbling all of these into such a short timeline. Like I would watch this, a three season arc of all of this spread out longer. I think that would be interesting. You know, I was thinking there could be like an Ellen season. There could be an Alex season. There could be a Beth season. Like I would be interested in that. My problem is I just can't keep track of everything because we don't get nearly enough time with anybody.
2: Or uh, you are you always so much more charitable. I was going to say, <laughs> Gina and I are
1: heading for the fucking door.
2: Yeah, because <laughs> I, if they were going to make this into three seasons, they've got to, they've got to like get some help in in plotting and
0: pacing uh-huh. yeah.
2: because this has turned into a real snore for oh, me. Oh, it is
1: a slog and a half.
0: It's just, it feels like a big mess. It feels like they don't know what story they are trying to tell exactly of what the show that's is.
2: i'm not even sure they even know what they want to say because
1: right.
2: <laughs> they you know when when they were making this show they was like oh this is gonna be a, a feminist take on the story and then you've got multiple characters at this point who are deliberately withholding evidence mm-hmm. that, that, that could have cleared dan yeah and just did not like well you well I thought you need to be taught a lesson about blaming the victim. Right. And it's like okay so you you you're doing exactly what men accuse women of doing in these situations is you know lying to teach someone a lesson. Mm-hmm. Like it was fine when you know one character did, but now you have like a couple who have done it. And it's yeah. like okay you realize you've ha- you're just doing a repeat Of the same chastising speech someone else gave him three episodes ago. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, because our introduction to Clay is him watching Dan at the trial with some character named Ruth, who I thought was going to be important, and then immediately (laughs) just dismissed. Doesn't matter. But yeah, so we learn eventually that Clay is a clerk in, in this office. So he's interacting with Alex. They had a relationship because he gave her directions on the first day. But he also watched dan go through this rigmarole where oh well the victim isn't here to defend themselves so i'm gonna act on their behalf and they observe that dan just gives this same speech over and over again Mm -hmm. and then yeah we learn later in the episode when we track clay down in the present time we only know it's the present because he has really bad facial hair (laughs) and clay basically says well I thought you were disgusting and you needed to learn this lesson because you tried to do to Alex what you did to all these other people. And it's like, cool, well, that definitely seems like a reason you should send someone to jail. Also, ladies, we're bearing the lead. We find out in this episode that the past scenes with Alex and Dan hooking up and him purportedly murdering her is set in 2008?
0: Which... (laughs) i'm sure. so confused about this timeline
1: i mean i guess we should have figured it out that the present time is actually the present as in 2023 and he was away in prison for 15 years nothing about these older scenes tell me it is 2008
2: Mm-mm. what i think is funny is like they do nothing to establish. like you you could have like music playing in the background no. or, 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 you know, someone can make some sort of reference to an actual real life event. Nothing. There's yeah. just nothing securing it in any other, other than, well, it's sometime in the 2000s. Mm.
1: <laughs> we thought it was early 2000s. We thought <laughs> right? it was like two thousand. <laughs>
0: To drop a little Kelly Clarkson, you know. I mean, it's not like anything major happened in 2008 that would be relevant to anything they're talking about in the show either, so, <laughs> you know. <laughs> it's only a huge year for our country. Um, yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay, so the other thing that we get a little glimpse of is Alex's relationship with Emma, the Dee Wallace character who lives on her floor and has a rabbit that the previously on Fatal Attraction seems to think is very important to highlight.
0: Uh Uh-huh. It
1: isn't. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> i mean i was like given the amount of time we see the rabbit roaming these halls i was like okay so either d wallace is the killer or someone has <laughs> killed d wallace and not caged her rabbit and none of that seems to be happening
2: they they drop so many crumbs and then there's just mm-hmm. nothing nothing that 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 comes about trying to follow any of them
0: yeah 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 it's like It's like they don't know what story they're telling. Yeah, Joe and I were DMing about this. I was like, okay, it's like the Dan story was written by one person. The Alex story was written by another person. And every all of the billion supporting characters were written by a third person. And those three people have never met.
2: Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) And I will say, I I agree with you, Jen, that I, I do like Clay as a character. I do too. I, you know, appreciate that, you know his you know empathy for alex comes from you know growing up with mental illness in his family and that you know he, right. he has insight into her condition but you know he feels guilty because his, his attempt to i guess you want to call it have an intervention with her or or reach out to her to help her get help you know was you know she reacted very badly to it mm. which I, I think that's i i think that's good but at the same time, you know, you know, he just ends up being another character like uh, Conchita, mm-hmm. who, you know, basically, you know, her primary purpose is, well, you know, another one that sent Dan up the river.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. And I think I would enjoy that more if it was not withholding evidence. It was like refusing to give character testimony for him, you know, like refusing mm. to back him up. And if we didn't hear it over and over again, because Jeannie, you made the point, and I agree with you the more that I watched this happen, that the first time we see Conchita in the previous episode do that, it is another woman screwing Dan over, essentially. And I was thinking if Clay, which I loved the little Cliff Biff joke, that I thought that was pretty funny. (laughs) If that was the first time we had seen that argument, I think it would have hit a little bit differently, Right. And I think Cliff was maybe not so much withholding evidence, you know, because I just don't know if he was really on Dan's radar, you know, but he didn't come to his aid. So if we had just seen Clay give this speech, then it would have been like, yeah, screw you, Dan, you suck, which I mean, I I enjoy that. But now it's just making Dan a different kind of victim.
2: Yeah, it's turning him into a, a, a victim again.
0: Yeah, it's Dan mm-hmm. against the world and Dan. Yeah, now, right. now it
2: feels like some sort of orchestrated conspiracy against him, which I'm like,
0: okay, what? Right, which is like what they always say. It's mm-hmm. like the world is out to get me. Like, I don't need a show reinforcing that unless he actually did it. Like, if it turns out that Dan is actually the one that killed her, I feel like that would make it a little different in my mind. But I don't know. I I like hearing these speeches. It's just combining to make it bad narrative, you know?
1: Well, can we also talk about this elephant in the room? Because Dan is arrested at the end of this episode after he's fired by Marcella and questioned by the police detective Earl because they found the blood in Alex's apartment at the end of the last episode. They don't find a body, but apparently he is just immediately guilty and everyone suspects him and you're just like wait that's not how this works
2: yeah i i feel like i again the the interesting thing about this show is there's too much and yet at the same time i feel like i missed something you know, you yeah. know what i mean like, <laughs> like 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 it's like okay what actual evidence do they have against him
0: Right. Because that is not struggle blood. That looks like somebody artfully poured blood on stairs. You know, maybe that's my CSI (laughs) coming out. But, you know, it does not look like an altercation. Like
2: someone fell and hit their head or something. Right. And so
0: then where's the body, you know?
2: Yeah, it is
1: is wild. I guess it was
0: 2008. It was a different time, though. (laughs) All they
2: basically have is this neighbor saying, oh, well, I think I I saw him walking down the hallway. Right. Uh
1: Uh-huh. But we also know that she saw Clay exit the apartment after Alex flips out on him and kicks him out.
2: Right. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. (sighs) Yeah. So, I mean, and then we see that she's, like, smashing stuff and she's angry. Um... I enjoyed the scenes. It, it's like the thing that's so frustrating about the show is every episode has at least like five minutes that I love, you know, and mm-hmm. then the rest of it is weird. And I loved this date with her and Clay. It's in my head as Cliff now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Toby.
0: Um, but it's exactly that's <laughs> like he so clearly has lived with somebody who has like, I think this is reading as like borderline personality disorder to me maybe a little more than codependency as it has in the past. But I love like he immediately kind of clocks her um, responses to things. And I love this awareness that like I just didn't approach it right. She is somebody who needed help and she wasn't able to get it. And Dan, you took her needing help and being unpleasant because of a mental illness and turned her into a monster and that's not okay you know and I really liked the interplay there and I liked the I grew up with this so one I know what you need but I also know you're not going to listen to it from me you know yeah
2: there's a there's a sensitivity to the issue in that particular part of the show that is weirdly not present in the rest of the Mm -hmm. show and 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 I I, I find that very strange Mm mm-hmm
1: well, I find it frustrating because this is the kind of thing I expected the show to be doing all the time. It's what I wanted from the show mm-hmm. all the time.
2: Right. It's like, like you know, she's not a monster. She's a, she's a person. Yeah. It,
1: yes. Which is literally the only reason why you would remake this movie as a TV show. As we've said numerous times, it's to flesh out Alex. So getting more of her, seeing that this is a pattern of behavior, Mm -hmm. but also addressing the mental health issues behind her behavior is so vital. And these scenes work. It's just that they're wrapped up in like, it's a turducken of different plots that the rest of it, we just don't fucking care about.
0: Yeah. Yeah. (sighs) and we undercut it constantly with oh but dan oh poor dan you know
1: Mm -hmm. yeah so should we jump to the present day scenes where it's dan and mike doing their investigation (laughs) of these two other people whose fingerprints were found in alex's apartment so we have elena
2: more characters (laughs)
1: Yeah. So we have Elena, who was a woman that apparently Alex took in from her work in victim services. Her boyfriend at the time was kind of a a drug dealer and she was trying to get away. And so Alex allowed her to stay with her for a little bit. And we later learn that she has apparently married this dude and he punches Dan at Mike's house. Okay. Okay.
2: Does' it, goes absolutely nowhere. it goes none of this goes anywhere
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then we have Elijah, the dispensary <laughs> guy who uh, seems like a hothead, and i I think this is all meant to make us care about Dan's attempts to like file this petition that's going to reopen the case, right? So we're meant to care mm-hmm. why are we meant to care i <laughs> I can't even finish the sentence.
2: I personally think it's pretty well established that he didn't do it mm-hmm. uh, and i th- and I think that the mystery here is well, who did? Right. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I think, I don't think there's going to be any, you know, zero hour twists that that will be like, oh, well, he did do it after all. I, I don't, I <laughs> I know. So, so I'm not sure you all, you want him, you want, you want him to have actually done yeah, it? That's
0: my fanfic. Yeah. And at the end is he learns a lesson about himself and changes his ways, voluntarily goes to jail. Yeah.
1: That's- <laughs> oh Jen, what show are you watching? I
0: know. I know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, it's going to be one of the 25,000 characters we've introduced.
0: I know, and probably a girl or a woman. <laughs> yeah, obviously
2: it's going to be like, like you know, somebody who's already been established that the audience is supposed to be shocked by, mm-hmm. but I just don't think it's going to be Dan.
0: Yeah, I don't think so either. And I think the only reason I care about these two scenes is that I get to see a drunk Toby Huss just kind of waving a gun around. That was kind of fun. Mm -hmm.
2: He's still, he is the main reason. Like, the the show does not have a, the the show does not have a problem with acting. No. No. Like, you know, and, and I wish that, Toby Huss and Joshua Jackson and Lizzie Kaplan had all been given better material to work. Cause they're all very good.
1: They're great. Yes.
0: Yeah. I wish they some of them had been given better hair too. Yeah. The, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the scene where they're both high and they're eating the meatloaf, like to hear, I loved the phrase ketchup adjacent goo that made mm-hmm, my mm-hmm. whole day. And <laughs> Joshua Jackson gave a couple of little squeals. And I was like, it's Pacey. Like I could see Pacey in that scene. Like, I wanted more scandal, more salaciousness, more fun from the show. And Toby Huss I feel like is the only one trying to bring charisma to it.
2: Yeah. yeah. His 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 friendship with Dan feels very lived in and believable.
1: Yes. Yeah.
2: Even though they don't really move the plot along, I did appreciate the scenes with them kind of just bantering with each other. Yeah.
1: Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. No, I, I co-sign on everything that the two of you are saying. This is a deficiency in the writing and the plotting and the pacing. This show is not lacking for great performers. It's just that everything about them is muted because they can't do what they normally do.
0: Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, you mentioned the Ellen thing. Because <sighs> there. that's the only other thing I think we haven't talked about, right? Is, right. Is like... Is she gonna kill one of these people? Like I can't tell if she wants to kill the girl or the professor.
2: What are they doing with this character? Like
0: speaking of a plot line I don't care about at all.
2: Yeah, exactly. It's like they are they are still we're we are two episodes away from the ending.
0: Mm-hmm. And I yeah. don't
2: think anyone has a clue what to do what they intend to do with this character.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, because her her main function in this episode is she is questioned about her father by Stella, the roller skating girl. And Stella (laughs) goes after her like really hard. Like, why didn't your mom testify in Dan's case? Like, are you sure about his alibi? And Ellen gets so bent up over it. And you're just kind of like, okay, so I guess we're just meant to take note that there's more here than meets the eye.
0: Yeah yeah in my notes I wrote because I think when she talks to Beth about it later she said your father gave up his alibi so that I wouldn't be charged with perjury and I just wrote what a great guy in my notes like it is all just <laughs> it's furthering this Dan apology thing you know and it just mm. apologizing for Dan not Dan apologizing for himself
1: no that's not happening
0: oh, no 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 <laughs> Uh
1: um okay (laughs) so basically this is a hodgepodge there's a couple of good things in this episode but i'll be honest it felt a lot like shouldn't we be building up to something where is the momentum we're as you said gina two episodes away where the fuck is this going exactly (laughs)
0: It's like in the a law and Order episode, if we were still at the part, the beginning where Benjamin Brett and Jerry Orbach just wander around interviewing like random suspects, and that's all we do for the whole series, you know.
1: <laughs> uh okay. well,, um, do we have any predictions for where this is going in the penultimate episode?
0: I have, I'm just curious about what this Ellen thing is, because if she's going to kill somebody and be kind of gleefully evil, I'd be down for that, you know? I think that would be at least interesting, but if she's not going to kill anybody, then I don't, I don't care about her,
2: you know? Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I just, they need to figure out what to do with this character, and I don't think they're going to.
0: Yeah, they're out of time, I think.
1: Yeah i mean it it just feels like she's off in her own show like it's her and this girl and the professor and we're meant to care that they broke off their relationship but why is ellen spying on him as he leaves his apartment i don't i don't get it
0: yeah and i mean i guess it's officially like safe to say she's not pregnant and she is i I mean we still don't even know she's dead right
2: right no like
0: okay I'm sorry. I'm going to stop bashing the show. I did enjoy that Joshua Jackson is not invited to p That was that was a fun little long
1: moment. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, why don't we leave it at that and we'll uh, <laughs> release ourselves. <laughs> So, Gina, if people want to talk with you about how every man is constantly just being accused by women uh, for things that he didn't do, how would they get in touch?
2: Um, you can find me on Twitter under Gina Does Things. Uh, I also am the co-host of the Kill by Kill podcast. And I have a substack, which is uh, ginawatchesthings.substack.com. Excellent.
1: Excellent. And Jen, if people want to talk about the music of 2008 with you, how would they get in touch?
0: <laughs> you can find me at Jim Ferratu on um, Twitter and Instagram and hosting the Losers Club podcast, the Girls on the Boys and writing various things
1: excellent and if people want to get a hold of me you can do so at b on my remote and that's the letter b and of course we'll thank the anatomy of a screen pod squad network for hosting the show but ladies this is not the end tragically we have two more hours <laughs> of this show so um,
0: and they're full hours
1: <laughs> there's yeah, no commercial padding
0: in these <laughs> Which, if you had told me, I would be complaining about a full hour of Joshua Jackson at the beginning of this. I would have told you <laughs> it's not his fault, though. But Here we are. I know, I know, it's not his fault. And Lizzie Kaplan's like, just yeah, let them book up. Yeah, great.
1: I mean, this seemed like a no-brainer when it came to programming it, and I feel like we owe a lot I'm, of people an apology. They
0: have I know they the bag, just have literally the they, there are no brains involved. I'm sorry. That's probably maybe too. Me. Oh,
1: boy. My, yes. Until <laughs> that pen ultimate episode. Uh, what the fuck is a biff?
0: Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Something to do with P-Nickel, I believe. <laughs> <laughs>
1: this is
0: of scream pod squad